Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Good evening, Razorback fans. We want to welcome you to the first ever weekly women's sports report. I am Porter Hayes, and I am brought to you by Bet Online, where the game begins. And we got to start it off where it all started with Coach Neighbors. This is where we got our our start in the women's game. Tyler Butler, Butler, my buddy in South Carolina, was needing some stats on a certain team that's having a great run in the SEC women's tournament. He knew I followed him. I gave him stats, and four years later, here we are. So, uh, Coach, uh, thank you for being our first guest. Uh, Trying to do something that's never done before. Nobody else is doing it. I finally have the time to do it, and and I'm going to say, with all the stuff going on in Fayetteville, it's time that the women get their own show, and uh, we're going to start it off with you, man. Well, it's an honor, a pleasure. We are, like you said, all of our women's sports are certainly deserving of the uh, the opportunity and man, we, we all appreciate, uh, have appreciated what you've done for years. And this is a great endeavor. Uh, and you know, you got, we got your back as, uh, anything you're doing, man. But so pleasure to be here and congrats on all of you done and, and, and trying this venture. I think it's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm excited because I'm, I'm gonna be honest and, and you can, you can vouch, you know, you see the, the, the message boards and the comment sections, if I'd have tried to do this four years ago, I'd have got laughed at, you know, or, or who cares? It's women's sports or, you yeah. know, let's let's talk about the men. So I really want to, you know, give a big shout out to the fans because if the fans didn't have the interest, we wouldn't have a show. There would be nobody wanting to watch it. So yeah. I really want to thank the fans that have really grown to love the, the women's basketball team, the gymnastics, softball, soccer. And, you know, it doesn't help when you have the success that you've had with all the programs, but – we really want to deep dive into your team. I know that you've been getting, you know, your fall camp underway and a lot of new faces, but you got four returning starters as well. So you talk about the, the the perfect mix when you're talking about you have a shortened roster, which we've talked about before. You start in your camp later and just kind of tell, you know, the people who's not been into the press conferences and stuff. Yeah. Going back, what, what was your reasoning with the starting later? schedule in your roster 
Yeah, start there. I mean, we've been peaking too early. You know, we've been we've been playing our best basketball in late January, early February, and that's just not the right time to do it. Um, you know, we can make all the excuses for COVID and travel and all the stuff that we want. The bottom line is we we haven't been as good at the end of the year as some of our teams in the past have been. I thought it was the strength of ours in the past to play our best basketball uh, late in the year. I think our first couple teams here did. You know, we got the SEC finals that year that you're talking about where we got a chance to meet each other and get to get to know what was happening down there in Greenville. Um, but we haven't the last two years, so we want to change that. And, you know, we toyed around as coaches with, you know, how do we need to spread this out? How do we need to break it up? And it, it, that just seemed like that was a lot harder than let's just start later. You know, let's do exactly what we've been doing because we have reached a peak to where we played good basketball and it was just too early. So then we just moved the calendar back, uh, started a little bit later and allowed our kids to get in here and get settled into their apartments uh, know where the class schedules were and know where they're going to go eat. And uh, their teammates a little better gave us an extra month in the weight room to be in shape and in condition before we started. Um, and, I, and I think as a result, uh, we've got a really happy, hungry team right now. The uh, The second part of that question, you know, when we decided to have a, a small roster, um, that had more to do with the kids that we had here being committed. We didn't feel like we needed to go to the portal uh, to, to fill uh, 15 roster spots. We felt like we had a returning group here, a core group that was going to be counted on, and uh, we owed it to those kids. They had they were loyal to us, and they stayed when in today's society when a lot of kids are leaving and going other places, doing other things, they stayed. So we, we kind of bought into each other. We as coaches bought into them. They bought into us as a staff. So uh, we rolled with it with a, with a small roster. Uh, you know, when Sasha decided to take the red shirt this year, we needed – there was a void there, uh, and that's when we went and got Chrissy Carr uh, for, for one year to come in here and, and be a raised back for about nine months, and we couldn't have found a, a better perfect fit for that. Um, and, you know, we, we had those kids. We had Miriam and Sailor, you know, practicing with us all year, really all year, you know, with Miriam and then Sailor from Christmas on. Um, so they know what we're doing. I, I don't feel like even though they're going to be listed as freshmen that they are, they are freshmen, so – it just has a sense and a feel around here that um, we have what we have and it's enough. And, and, and I think it's really, it's really given us a, a lot of confidence in each other. How much of Miriam and Sailor's eligibility went into that process of keeping it at 12? Because it's not like they come into this year with a, a year of eligibility gone. You yeah, have right. both of them for four years, you know, and you're in a game, you know, most people don't realize you're in a game where, you know, you don't get to leave after your freshman year or sophomore year. You know, you you're there, so you you have the you know the privilege of having both of them four years plus. You have Mac and Riley, Emery, Aaron. You know, yeah. just that's that solid core. And I'm really excited, and I've alluded to this. Of I'm very excited on seeing which Mac we get because we seen her freshman year, and it's weird. Like we were talking about how long I've covered the team, it's like she's that first one that I've seen from her freshman year start all the way to her senior. So it's like I'm watching, you know, your kid graduate from from high school. So I'm really excited to see what she does when this is – I mean, I know your your team as a whole, but, like, this is her team and what she's going to do with it. Certainly. it's She and Aaron have really taken that, that leadership role over, having been the kids that have been here the longest and counted on the most. But, you know, I, I think Mac was playing at the highest level she played at. 
uh, in her career last year prior to that injury. You know, you look at you know, we're up 13 at Tennessee and just rolling, and she's dominating the game and dictating the game. And uh, and we saw it without her. You know, it, we missed her when she was gone. But she's back. She's healthy. That time away allowed Sam, you know, to step up and uh, provide leadership as a freshman last year and earn, earn what she earned with her freshman of the year. So as hard as it was for Aaron to go through her injuries and Matt to go through her injuries last year, you know, now we're going to see the rewards of that. But I think what you see in both those kids is uh, um, just a confidence, a, a quiet confidence, almost a swagger, uh, walking around, hey, I know what we're doing before we do it. I got this, Coach. You don't have to. I, I got it. You know, taking care of things in the locker room, taking care of things before they become issues. And uh, it's just really nice to have both of those kids. And, and I think uh, everybody's going to be pleasantly surprised with, um, you know, both of those kids. They'll both have the opportunity to come back next year if they want to uh, with that COVID year still in, in play for both those kids. So, um, but, yeah, it, all that went into there. I didn't want to go in the portal and add a bunch of roster people because we got freshmen coming in next year too that we're counting on. So, we're going to roll with who we have, and um, I, I think I think in the long run for women's basketball, it's not to say, not to say that on the men's side you don't you can do it that way. It's different. It's a different sport. So for us, the way we recruit, like you said, the way we retain players year after year, it's almost like a, a fantasy keeper league. You keep yep. those kids. You know, yeah. you don't you're not going to lose them in the draft. So um, I I just felt deep down inside that. It was the right thing to do. I mean, if I had a kid that was on this team, I, I don't think I'd want a coach to go out and just, you know, search that transfer portal for maybe an upperclassman from another league that hadn't been here before, that maybe had more experience or more this or more that. Uh, I think we should count on those kids that we asked for a commitment from, and they've given it to us. And I think it's going to pay off for us, and not only in the short term, but the long term. Well, when you when you, when you have the you know the true depth you have, you know you're just you're adding basically pretty much a, a roster spot that probably wouldn't get to play that much anyway. When, when we sure. we shake it down to it, you know, and yep. not taking anything away from whoever you would have added, but just looking at the depth top to bottom, this is going to be the most talented roster in my opinion that you've ever had. So it's when you're talking about the continuity of this team, and then you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with this new piece to this puzzle that. You've already it, – it's it's the risk isn't worth the reward when you've got this team coming in with what you're practicing. And, you know, being able to talk to Sailor and you're talking about the COVID stuff and just what she dealt with, and you really you, – you never get to really sit down and talk one-on-one with these kids what it was like to go through that. And hearing her story about what she went through and just – you think that just because it's a five-star recruit, you don't know what's going on inside and what's going on in the backstory. And it really took me in perspective of, you know, because everybody just looks at your scoreboard and your success and your record. Yep. They don't look at what is going on behind the scenes. And just, I'm just telling you, like, you know, talking to her and, and her sharing her story, it was just you get you you take a step back and you're it really just makes you think about the last three years in a whole different light. That's why my job's the best job in America. I get you know every kid's got a different set of circumstances, and we get to help them navigate that. Um, get to be there for them as we go through it together. Um, and you know there's there's benefits to wearing sweats and t-shirts to work, but that's the real fun part. 
uh, of this job is being able to be there and go through that with these kids. And every single one of them is different. They've all handled them in different ways, uh, but we've all gone through it together. Uh, and as we have a lot more similarities than we do differences for sure. Uh, and shared experiences have, have helped us all the way through it. But yeah, it, you know, sailors, sailors journey, um, is just really getting started. Uh, I can't wait for people to get a chance to see her play. She, we had a scrimmage game against our guys practice team the other day and she had 27 points and 15 rebounds. Um, you don't usually get 15 <laughs> rebounds against the guys practice team. No. So she's just really versatile. Uh, she fits our style of play. I, I think people are, you know, as they've seen her over there on the side cheering, uh, and, and people that have come into practice to watch for an extended period of time have, have all pretty much said the same thing. I just, I didn't realize she could move that well for somebody that big, you know, with that six, three frame and rebound and, and score from the perimeter and, and pass it like she does very, very versatile. Uh, and she's gonna be a lot of fun for people to watch. And and you throw Miriam in the mix, Aaron in the mix, you know, Emory Ellis, you alluded to how good she was going to be last year. You yeah. know, nobody knew, like, you know, talking about Riley, just the dog she has and loose balls and defense and, people forget she played every game last year because she accepted that role and she gave a hundred percent every time she was out on the floor. And it's, it's weird, you know, coming by practice and you see these girls, you know, they're out there visiting, talking, having a good time. But when they step on that court, it's like that switch flips. They -hmm. turn into game mode, no matter what they're doing. And I get a different vibe watching this team this year, going into this season than in years past. Mm -hmm. I think that, Instead of, you know, you have a leader like Mac and Aaron, but it's like they share it evenly. There's no just kind of what you talked about a couple weeks ago, that alpha male of the team and and alpha dog of the team. So it's it's going to be interesting to watch. And I I guess uh, talk about where you start your season off at. You get a trip to go to the Virgin Islands. And is that at the very beginning of the year? You got some – it's a few games in. That's okay. that's around Thanksgiving, so we'll we'll have an opportunity. Uh, you know, we we decided you know a few years back when the board of trustees allowed us to start playing in state schools, uh, we certainly wanted to make sure we uh, provided an opportunity to play all those opponents. But we also went a step further and said we'll come to y'all uh, every other year. You know, we'll we'll play y'all. Play, we won't. It's not always going to be in Fayetteville, so we'll open at Pine Bluff. You know, it's the first time a Razorback team's gone down there and played, and um, it's going to be a tremendous environment. She's recruited uh, a, a number of Power Five transfers. Two McDonald's All-Americans are down there. Uh, so it's going to be a heck of a way to start it. We'll come back home against Central Arkansas on that Friday, um, you know, and have our kids' day on that Friday. Um, and then we play Tulsa, you know, another team that went to deep in the NIT last year, won 19 or 20 games. Uh, return everybody. We're going to get tested before we go down to the Virgin Islands uh, to play uh, Northern Arizona, Kansas State, and Clemson. So uh, we've challenged ourselves. we got a good team, so we better play good people. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I, I've been asking you for four years to schedule Clemson for me, and you finally do, and it's got to be, you know, in the Virgin <laughs> Islands. So, I, I mean, that's as close as I can get. I went up there in the ice storm, drove three hours in the ice storm from Ozark to Fayetteville to watch the men's. I can't – Remember what year it was? It was eleven or twelve or something like that. When when Clipson played the uh, Arkansas men's basketball and there was an ice storm and I I was like I'm going. So I, well, it took me three and a half hours to get there, but I went there. 
We're not going to assure you there will be no ice storm in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> no, no. There may, be a, there may be some <laughs> some high winds and a hurricane or something, but it, the ice storm will not hit. And I, I thought I was doing you a favor scheduling, you know, in a tropical paradise. There you go. I'll, I'll just have to see if they sure got that overseas easy. media pass. You know, if I can get go. that passport and that overseas media pass, I'll, I'll be good to go. Don't even need a passport, man. It's United States. The US there we go. Up. That's right. That's right. Oh. There you go. Well, Coach, um, again, man, I really want to thank you for jumping on with this. Uh, I, again, do this every week. What we're going to do is, you know, run down scores, try to bring players on your recruits and, you know, prospects. Do, try to do everything for every sports because, again, you know, right now with women's basketball about to start up, you got soccer ending up, but then you got volleyball. You know, I mean, it's just everything going on right now in the world of women's sports and golf. So golf's going good. It's uh, it's a great time to be a Razorback fan. It's a great time to be a Razorback. Period. So, uh, the you know what you're doing, we we appreciate. Let us know what we can do to help you behind it. And you know our you know our student athletes will always be there, and uh, we appreciate the highlight and. Um, just, um, just keep doing what you're doing, man. Pioneers, it's scary being a pioneer. You know, <laughs> my papa used to said pioneers get bloody, you know, when you bust through that door. So, um, you know, we're there for you and, and just, uh, do what you've done all along the way you've done it. And this thing's going to be, this thing's going to be dynamite. I appreciate it. Well, that's coach neighbors of the Arkansas women's basketball team. Congratulations on this year and good luck. All right, coach. See, all right. See you. Well, that was Coach Neighbors. Uh, like I said, that's where it got it started, you know, four years ago, getting to uh, cover the, the women's basketball team in SEC where, you know, my dad's side of the family is from Greenville, South Carolina. So it was kind of a out there for family. My buddy Tyler Butler was there covering it, and it just kind of went from there, started writing for him. He wanted to know about this year that, you know, Chelsea Dungey and the team went on that run. But, you know, again, we're going to do this every week. 30 minutes dedicated to the women's teams. And moving on to the gymnastics, they just announced that their schedule is coming up. They're going to actually be doing two meets this year inside of Bud Walton Arena. They had 10,000 there last year in, in the single meet. And returning is Kennedy Hambrick. And then you had the graduate from UCLA, highly All-American Nora Flatley from UCLA, they will start off in December, and it's, you know, one of them sports that it's individual. They go by team, but, you know, it, it's another fun sport. You're talking about women's sports that it, it's just amazing to go watch this gymnastics. It's so technical and, and the judging and, you know, that they're just having to go out there and almost be perfect to, to win these meets. And it's just, you know, they got the – they start on the December 18th, and then they go into January in the SEC Championships in March. So plenty of times they got five meets inside of Bud Walton Arena. I mean, not Bud Walton Arena. In between Bud Walton Arena and Barnhill. So it really gives that atmosphere of what is going on with Jordan Weber, all of her returners. And so definitely got to go get, check them out. And then, you know, the volleyball team, which also plays in – you know, Barnhill Arena, they started off really strong, was having a great year, kind of hit a little bump in the road against Kentucky, and, and uh, but they are now 11-5 and five on the year, 2-4 and four in conference play, and that gets kind of, I guess, skewed a little bit because they're, I guess, since the COVID, they started playing these weekend series where they'll play one on uh, Friday or Saturday, and they'll play, they'll play two matches against the same team, on consecutive days. So they've been playing Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday. So 
you know, when you drop one, it's split. I mean, that's two different games. So, you know, they, they've kind of started off playing Mississippi State, Kentucky, which they really wanted that, that revenge against Kentucky from last year. And they lost three sets to one the first day. And then on Saturday, they lost three to two, which, you know, that fifth and deciding set. But they were able to get a win over Mississippi State, get a win over Ole Miss, lost to LSU. So, but they still have two wins over top 10 opponents this year. They beat Georgia Tech 3-1 on September 15th. And then to start the year, you know, very first match of the year in Bud Walton or Barnhill, they, they beat number eight Washington. So, I mean, this team led by Taylor Head, Jilly Gillian, Maggie Cartwright. I mean, Coach Watson's got another good thing going when it comes to this, uh, this volleyball program. And – Another program, just like the women's basketball, you look at the programs where they were when I started covering the sports, and almost all of them, other than the soccer and track and field and golf, I mean, most of them were in the bottom. They were, you know, 14th, 12th to 14th range, getting two to three conference wins a, a year. So I guess, you know, this the, the time that we're at right now is just it is an amazing time to – cover the sports, you know, you're having hundreds of people go to the, the softball, you know, fall ball special. You, you, you get 20 people maybe the whole weekend there. And then you just had, a, you know, the season record-breaking crowd at, at the soccer game against Vanderbilt, which, you know, in that game, they, they've won three out of the last four against Vanderbilt and only scored one goal in each one of those games. And the one time that they got beat by Vanderbilt was in the SEC Finals. And so for them to jump out yesterday, two goals really quick. I mean, Anna Potagil, she's one goal away from tying the record and two away from taking the overall record away for career goals. So, I mean, you're seeing, along with, you know, the, the teams that are doing good you know, if, if you uh, have a chance to go to Arkansas Fight and, and look at my article about the volleyball team and you're talking about the next program up, I wrote an article and it just talks about, you know, all the programs and, and you're in this foundation setting stage of the teams that have built these programs to where they are. You know, with Kennedy Hambrick and Sarah Schaefer, you got, you know, Alexis Tolfrey, Chelsea Dungey, Malika Monk with the basketball. You look at the softball program with you know Danielle Gibson Lenny Malkin you know every one of these programs that have had their seniors last year now you look at the softball program and that is starting to build a monster and when I say a monster they had the number one recruiting class out of the 22 class that are freshmen this year and the 24 class that is coming in has every bit of potential to be the number one if not top three in the country, you know, you're signing the number three, the number seven, 14, 28, and 36 recruits in the country, and they're waiting on one more, which is the seventh overall um, in the country. She has a couple more visits. She went on a visit to UCLA, and she's got Oregon and Georgia coming up, and then she's going to decide. But you went into Texas. Coach Dyfel, what she's doing, going into Texas, getting three players off the same team, all Americans, I mean, and I'll tell you what, From if it's anything like this freshman class that I got to see over the weekend, I mean, there's four or five starters that, that can start for Coach Dyfel this year. 
and we had a chance to see them over the weekend. They played La Tech three times, and then uh, Missouri Southern, you know, and it, it's just the pitching, the hitting. You know, Gamble, you know, with those, she was probably more than likely going to move from third to catcher. Then you're going to have, you know, Priggy at third, you know, but I'm telling you, the outfield's got so much speed. It's just – it's amazing what a couple of years – you know, you win back-to-back SEC titles, you win your SEC tournament last year. But I'm just telling you, you know, right now you've got a girl on the outfield, Reagan Johnson, speed. I mean, they got four girls that can lay down a bunt and, and go to first base, and, and they showed it all. And then, of course, when you got that in the – you combine that with stealing bases – uh, it's just it, these girls, and they can hit. they got a set of twins, the Kamazin twins. One pitches, one catches, uh, and she can also play third. Uh, Callie Kildo really has stepped up from Gravit. Um, Christina Foreman, she come from Duke. And then uh, I mentioned uh, Kylie Halverson, she come from South Dakota State. I mean, this team is going to be loaded with talent. And I've mentioned all those players, and I didn't even mention the – reigning SEC Pitcher of the Year in Shanice Dells. I mean, that that's going to be their biggest question mark is who's going to be that number two pitcher coming up. But with this fall series, getting all this, and I think it ends Wednesday against Seminole State College, and then they'll have a couple of you know months off before they get prepared for the, the new season. But it's just what a time to be a Razorback fan, like Coach Neighbor said. You know, what a time to go out and support all of these women's sports and – you know, I, I really felt like with everything that has been going on, now is the perfect time. The interest is there. The fans are there. They deserve it. You know, I've been preaching it for a couple of years, and, I mean, I, I could have started it last year this time. You know, but now I'm able to have more time to where I can spend on, on, on another show with, with the Hog Talk. We've got the weekly preview coming up with the football. We're going to do that in basketball, our normal show, and, so I thought it was only fitting to add this show to the lineup and just see what the fans, you know, expectations of, you know, like we talk about the women's sports all the time, so why not give them their own show? You know, I and that's the thing what I'm excited to see is, you know, we get these guests and these coaches and the players, you know. We want the fan interaction just as much, you know. We want to see people jumping in the comments asking questions. What do you think about this team? Who do you think is going to be there? You know, that's that's what's going to drive me to do a better show for the women because, you know, being covering them, you know, it's might reach out to that one person that's never went to. I mean, we've seen that. I can't remember what, how if it was last year or the year before last. You know, people that never even went to and watched a softball game. They went and watched the Ladybacks play at, at Bogle, and they fell in love. I mean, that's what started it for me. My dad was stationed in Fairfield, Connecticut, and he, uh, in 96, I got to go watch a UConn-Tennessee game in 98 in, in stores. And then I was hooked from there on back. So, I mean, it's just, you you never know. And it's an exciting time. The track and field, you know, that that's a team that, you know, what, what can you say more about the national championships that they've won? You know, women's golf. They've got six ladies right now that are playing professional golf Seven, if you count Brooke Matthews, you know, I mean, it's just with, with the level that Shauna Taylor has built with that program. And, and you look at what I'm trying to do with this show is, yeah, you see golf and you think of Maria Fossey and, you know, Stacey Lewis and Gabby Lopez. But, 
you don't really get to deep dive in what they do, you know, and how they're doing in these events. And that's what I'm trying to do with this is really break down all the sports, all the teams, get you included in on what's going on with the recruits that are coming in. You know, who's coming in to the, you know, the 24, the class, the 25 class, you know, they're, you know, Coach Dyfel's waiting on 124, but there's already 25s that are, you know, highly touted number two, number one recruits in the nation in the 25 class that are interested in Arkansas now. And when I talked to all the girls that signed with this 22 class, they didn't even know Arkansas had a softball team five years ago. I mean, it's just they bought into Coach Dyfel. The women's basketball team, they're buying into Coach Neighbors, the soccer team. Back-to-back-to-back SEC champions. Been to four or five SEC championship games in a row. And just the level that Colby Hale is recruiting, the level that Coach Watson, Coach Taylor, Coach Dyfel, you know, the the tennis team getting Indiana Spink, Morgan Cross. I mean, that's another team that is coming up. You know, which which team is going to be the up-and-coming? And it's like you talk to each one of these coaches – at the University of Arkansas, and they have a coach's meeting, and that drives them. Well, I don't want to be the one that's not ranked. I don't, I don't want to be the one that's not doing well. So, you know, they push each other, and that's what pushes me to produce this show, to give the fans, and I'm not expecting it to, you know, ha- have the views and the clicks and the likes of the, the normal shows. But you know what? That It's not about that. It's about getting the exposure, and as much as I cover the women's teams, it's only fitting that – we do something that nobody else is doing. Maybe this leads to somebody else that has the 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 equipment and the time, you know, I, Hogs Plus and what they've done, you know, really jumping in and, and interviewing the volleyball team, the soccer team, the women's basketball team. They're doing a dang good job of going out there and giving shedding light to the women's programs. The, the people who before me, you know, I'm, shout out to Paul Boyd. You know, he's been a huge mentor to me. Alyssa Orange with Pig Trail Nation, Tara Talmadge with Pig Trail Nation, and now she's with the SEC Network. You know, it's just these people who have done this before me that really welcomed me with open arms. They've seen my passion. They've seen what I'm trying to do. You know, huge thank to them. So, And this is not going to be a ramble every show, I promise you. This is just an introduction of – what I want to do with this show, what to expect from here on out. 30 minutes once a week, give you a rundown of the scores. And, you know, again, record breakers. Jill Gillen, you know, coming up on the kills list. You know, these these people that when they leave the University of Arkansas, you're going to know their name because they've left a legacy in their respective sport. And that to me is thrilling, and I hope you like it. I really hope that... You, you spread the word because it's going to be a fun ride. I'm very excited to do this, and we're going to have the best guests on. I'm working on getting on uh, Coach Dyfel for next week, you know, to really break down the, the fall ball, the recruiting classes, and just where these, where these teams were four years ago, five years ago. You know, have Jordan Weaver on to preview the season. You know, it, it's just – it's time, and I think it's going to stick. You know, I hope that I do y'all justice and and really give you something other than football, basketball, and baseball to look forward to. 
you know, to the female athletes, to the high school girls, to the college athletes that I talk to on a daily basis and, and see in practice. You know, I hope that this is for them. This is for everyone out there who other entities maybe spend 10 minutes on, you know, or they'll go to the games when it's postseason play, or if a team has a big, big matchup, you know, this is going to be every week, no matter what, all year round, you know, um, during the summer when there's no games on, they might, we might take a little break from it, but from here on out, like I said, every week be expected 30 minutes. If we get on a good run and get some good comments and get some good content rolling, we get a good guest and we just keep rolling, we're going to keep the show rolling. So, But I appreciate it. Appreciate everybody who tuned in. Appreciate big thanks for Coach Neighbors for coming on very first episode. But for Porter Hayes, this has been the Weekly Women's Sports Report, and we will catch you tomorrow on Wednesday night when we preview the BYU game and then, of course, on our Sunday show, recapping. So that will do it. Thank you. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.